You're listening to the Passion Church Podcast. Our mission is to help people win by living a genuine Jesus-filled life. If you are ever in Cameron, Missouri, then come and join us and be a part of the Passion Church family. You can visit our website, passionchurchmo.com, to find out more about us. And so I want to introduce my son, and um, I love you. So, Emmanuel Gonzalez. I love you. Oh, come on, somebody put your hands together and give Jesus. Come on, somebody just take those next, these next few moments and just bless the Lord. Just hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy. You are awesome. You are mighty. Now, while you're standing on your feet, turn around to somebody and say, I'm a miracle. No, come on, look at them like they just stole your money and say, I'm a miracle. And, 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 and uh, Steve, my man right here in the AFC Championship, come on up here, come on up here, come, come here, Steve, come here, Steve, come here, Steve. I mean, win in Kansas City. Come on, dog, come on. Yeah, you, you, and you, come on, come on. And, and, and here's what I want us to do is I want us to praise the Lord. Because, listen, I know last Sunday some of y'all were crying. Some of y'all were shouting. Over a football game, because listen, I was. But how much more can we shout about the kingdom of God, about the glory of God? Now, 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 we we got Super Bowl, we got AFC Championship, we got Lombardi. But how much more can we shout for the kingdom? So here's what I want us to do: is I want us to first. Here's what I want to do: give give me a good old how about them. I knew he'd be able to get that. How about those cheese? But then let's just talk real quick about how about my God? How about my God? Somebody just take a moment right now. If he's ever done anything in your life, I want you to put a hole in this roof this morning and shout because he is good, because he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all I could ever ask or think. I thank you, Jesus. You are awesome. You are mighty. You are wonderful. So, God, we come in this place this morning and we praise you. We magnify you. We Bless your holy name. One more time, somebody shout. Now you may be seated. <laughs> I asked mom, can I, can I go ahead and wear the, the shirt today? Have a little championship swagger. I know, listen, it's, yeah, my God, right back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm not in Kansas City very often yet, but uh, we're believing God's going to do some incredible things, and I'm just always so honored to be able to stand here and, 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 and look yes, amen. at what God has done. Yeah. How many services have you been in here now, Pop? Four or five services, about, about a month, a little, a little over a month. Look at what God Amen. has Amen. done. And then when you stand back and see, and you stand back in awe, man, he just blows yes. your mind. Yes. And I wanted to say this, and somebody said it before me, but this is just the beginning. Yes. Pop, you said, I just feel like I'm just getting started. As I was praying, the Lord said, tell him, this is just the beginning. Yes. This is just the beginning. See, sometimes when we have a moment like this and we work hard, we finally feel like, okay, I can breathe now. Yeah. <sighs> 
No, baby. The gun just went off and the race is just now getting ready to start because everything up to this moment has prepared you for your future. And I'm telling you, Passion Church, get ready. God's about to elevate. God's about to take you to new heights. And, and you're going to have to build a children's wing because, listen, yeah, when the children left, there was like the, uh, uh, an exit. We got to start them off first so we can get more room and more people in here because this thing is about to explode. If you believe it, just say amen. Amen, amen, amen. I want to take some time this morning for those of you that are here, for those of you that are listening on the radio and on television and all around the world, because I'm going to prophesy it, because that's what this place will be. It will make a global impact in Jesus' name. Uh, but I'm going to take a little bit of time, and, and I want to just preach, teach a little bit. Now, now I'm not always the finest teacher, because I get a little excited. I get a little, I get a little active. I get a little, little. So, so you're gonna have to just roll with me for a little bit. But if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter seven. Matthew, chapter seven. And uh, you guys have been doing the Facebook lives, and I had the opportunity to be uh, as I came into town. I got in right as they were going live, so I was able to join uh, Dad and 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 the team here on Tuesday night. And then last night we were at a restaurant, and they were like, "Oh, we got Facebook Live!" So we we went live on on Facebook last night at, at around seven. What time is it usually? Seven, seven, seven fifteen. And uh, you guys are are really digging in right now on prayer, right? Right, and I believe that 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 uh, we as believers ought to have effective prayer lives. We need to not just pray and just pray and just pray, but I want to pray, and and if I can be honest with you, I want to see results. I want to see results. I want there to be fruit in the prayers that I pray. And, and I believe this morning, if I can, just for the next few moments, begin to unlock for you how to see results when you pray. Amen? Amen? So if we have our word, if we have our Bible, I'm reading from the New Living Translation, so it may sound a little bit different than your King James, but it's still holy. Amen? <laughs> Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Verse number nine. Your parents, if you, you parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? Now, Lord, I just thank you for these next few moments, God, as we unlock the power of prayer that, Lord, you would equip us with everything that we need to go forward, not backwards. God, I thank you that this is a divine, holy moment, that, Lord, you speak to us with your word, and today, life change is in the room. So we give you glory, we give you praise, we give you honor, and one more time, thanks for the Chiefs win. I really do appreciate that, and so do all these people. We give you praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' mighty name, somebody said, Amen. 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 The imagery that Jesus uses here is something that we can relate to because he uses imagery of a home. He uses imagery of a home. I want, like I said earlier, my, my prayers, my prayer life to be impactful, to be effective. 
And so Jesus is trying to give us the illustration so that we can understand because sometimes we ain't so smart. And sometimes we need an example and sometimes we need it to be drawn for us. And so Jesus, who is the ultimate teacher, gives us the illustration of how do you get perfect prayer? How do you get prayer that's effective? How do you get prayer that's fruitful? Here's what he says. He goes, you being sinners know how to give good gifts to your children, right? And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The PlayStation 4, yeah, yeah, yeah. The sneakers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my kids, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, if you know how to give good gifts, how much more does your Father in heaven know how to give good gifts? If you ask, if you seek, if you knock. So the fundamental thing that we're going to start with right now as we dive into this is, is you got to first understand the structure of the kingdom. There are no lone rangers in the kingdom. There are no tontos in the kingdom. There is the kingdom and there is the king. And we are all in his dominion. When we go outside of his dominion is when we find trouble. And when we find it trying to to make our will reality is when we hit the brick wall. If you're taking notes, I really encourage you to write this down because this is good right here. Be under the authority of heaven so that you can live in an open heaven. How many of y'all want to live in an open heaven? How many of y'all want to see the miracles, the signs, the wonders? How many of y'all want to see when you pray, it happens by the afternoon? In order for you to receive that kind of authority, that kind of power, that kind of wonder working, oh my gosh, I can't believe this just happened. You've got to first be in the house. You've got to be under heaven in order to live in an open heaven. When you are in the house, you have the benefits of the house. When I'm in the house, I have the benefits of being in the house. Now, I got any 90s babies in here who grew up on, I need to know my. Y'all don't know nothing about no Lion King up in here. Not no live action movie. I remember Simba. Now, there was a scene in the movie where Simba was up against the elephant graveyard and the hyenas were closing in. And Simba knew that he had a roar, but he hadn't quite discovered what his roar sounded like. But he still had courage enough to put his roar out there. But whenever he went to roar, his father roared on his behalf because he was under the authority of the house. Sometimes you got to be under the authority of the house and roar and know that whenever I roar, it's not me roaring, but it's greater that lives on the inside of me than anything in this world. And it's not me, it's heaven speaking through me. So watch out every devil in hell. I'm about to take over. I'm about to start a revival. I'm about... Some of y'all like, this guy's crazy. He's getting red like his shirt. What the heck's going on with this dude? But here's the key, man. So many of us have completely forgotten our identity. Yes. Yes. Identity. I'm not no redheaded stepchild. I'm not. Back alley Benjamin, I'm 
a son. I'm an heir. And wherever he goes, I go. See, and this is the problem. Identity is formed in proximity. Whatever I am close to, I begin to take on the characteristics of that thing. Case in point, give you an illustration. When I come down to Missouri, see, right now I'm in Indiana, I was in Ohio, been out to Florida, all over the place, much further east than here. We sometimes here have a little bit of more of a country twang in the way we talk. My wife always knows when I'm around my Missouri family because I start saying Missouri, not Missouri. Because if you're really from Missouri, you say I like Missouri. And you got to wash your clothes and you got to drink the milk. <laughs> and so when I get around, and, and, and here's the thing about me is, is I'm a dichotomy. I, I, have, I have country roots. Come on, somebody. I showed up in boots and ruined your black tie affair. If you know what I'm talking about, we got to pray for you after service and get you delivered. But I just kid. I just kid. I got friends in them. I got my country roots, but then I'm also, my last name is Gonzalez. And not just Gonzalez, it's Emmanuel Ventoro Gonzalez. Emmanuel Ventoro Gonzalez, Enrico Calano Marquero, right? And so, like, I got my Mexican side, and I got my hillbilly side. I'm a, I'm a Mexabilly. I'm a hillikin, or whatever you want to call it. But when I get around my Missouri family, when I get around my country family, all of a sudden, the way that I speak begins to sound a little bit different. I, I go back to my roots, and, and before long, I start talking a little bit more country with a little bit more twang. But then when I get around my Mexican family, it turns into, hey, what up, S-A-E-S-A-E. <laughs> but identity, come on, this is good, is formed in proximity. What am I around will shape where I'm going. The problem is, is too many believers aren't spending time with the Father, and so they've completely forgotten that they're sons and daughters of the King. They listen to every other voice but His voice. And because we listen to everybody else's voice, now doubt, unbelief, fear has gripped our hearts, and we can't even see straight because we're so burdened with the things of this world. We care more about what people on Facebook think than what the B-I-B-L-E thinks. Identity is formed in proximity. And see, the problem is, is so many of us, we view ourselves as undeserving of the sonship that we have in Christ. We have a prodigal mentality. We feel like we're undeserving. We're unwanted. We're unqualified. Guess what? I am unqualified. I'm not qualified to stand on any platform. I'm not qualified to do anything but to by the grace of God. And because he gave it all, I can have it all. Yes, amen. Change of perspective. Change of perspective. So, so my question is, are you a son? Are you a daughter of the king? Or are you a slave to sin and your past? Come on. I'll ask that question one more time because some of y'all writing down. I want to make sure you keep up. Are you a slave to the sin and the past? Or are you a son and a daughter of the king? 
guys go, Vaz, man, what does this have to do with prayer? What does this have to do with prayer? Talking about identity, talking about sonship. Why, what, I want to know how my prayers can get answered. Here's where it ties in because this all determines how you approach God. Do you approach God like a slave or do you approach God like a son? How do you approach God? How do you approach God? Here's what, he, here's what scripture says, Matthew 7, 7. He says what? First, keep on asking and you will receive. So the first thing that you've got to learn to do in your daily walk is you've got to learn to ask. You've got to learn to ask God. You've got to learn to ask God. Ask and it shall be given. Ask of me and see if I won't. Ask your heavenly Father. Yeah. Now there's a difference between praying asking and begging a lot of us if we're being honest with ourselves when we go to prayer we're not asking God we're begging God and let me just help you right now faith doesn't beg faith doesn't beg Oh, God, would you please? Oh, God, save my family. Oh, God, please give me money. Oh, God, please. Oh, please, 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 please. God, 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 oh, please. I don't have to beg God. He asked me to ask him. He asked me to ask him. Now, let's, let's, let's go back to the, the house. Now, I, I, I hear recently I've had a house guest. Staying with me. I got my three babies, Noah, Jocelyn, and Gideon, and, and they're amazing. The other day, the house guest did something funny. He, he sent me a text while I was at the church, and, and his text, I, I believe, I, I thank him for his kindness, Jeff, but like he sent me a text and he said, uh, Pastor Manny, if it would be possible, could I please have some milk for my cereal? Emoji hands, please, please, please. Dog, you're staying in my house. I've told you once, you make yourself at home. That wasn't just tongue-in-cheek. That's make yourself at home. So his approach to what he wanted was, please, may I, please, 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 please. Now, my son Gideon, every morning he wakes up and he doesn't ask, he doesn't plead for milk. He simply makes his request known. Strawberry, chocolate, milk, now. <laughs> and I don't know about your home, but a four-year-old runs our house sometimes. And when he says strawberry, chocolate, milk, now to avoid World War III, the boy gets strawberry, chocolate, milk, now. Come on, I'm helping somebody out right now. I want you just to think about what I'm saying right now because there's some weight on it. I feel the Holy Ghost. You're sitting here begging God, please, would you, please, 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 Mother May, I, oh God. And God's saying, I've already provided yeah. for you. Yeah. All you have to do is ask of me and see if I won't open the windows of heaven yeah. and pour you out so much that you don't even have room enough to contain yeah. it. But what we have got, we've gotten so far away with it because we feel like I'm unqualified. There's no way that I could ever receive it. I'm just a dirty slave. I'm a full of shame. I'm full of sin. There's no way that God can ever do that for me. 
Guess what? He won't ever do it for you. He'll do it for me, though. Yeah. Come on. And I'm no different than you. Right. Only I have the understanding that I'm a heir with the Most High God. Yeah. Not by anything that I've done, but simply by faith. I've grabbed a, grabbed a hold of salvation and said yes to Jesus. And he grafted me in. He adopted me in to the family of God. And so I'm not some backwood slave. I'm a son of the living God. I'm not no redheaded stepchild. I'm not no illegitimate child. I'm a son. I'm a son. You're a daughter. You're a son. I'm begging God. Oh God, would you please answer my prayer? Stop that. It's an insult to God. It's an insult to God. And then that poor boy did that. I said, buddy, you don't have to beg me for milk. You could have it anytime you want. But here's the thing. It also has to stay inside of the parameters of the rules of the house. My wife's a germaphobe. God bless her. I love her in spite of it. Now, if he needs to take that milk, and he's be like, it's party time. A milk over there, milk over here. Everybody throw your milk in the air. <laughs> there would be issues with the distribution of milk because it wasn't in parameters huh, of what the house rules had to say. So this isn't just a free blank check for you to get whatever you want, and I'm going to say it, name it, claim it, blab it, and grab it. No, 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 no. What does the word say? Oh, this is so good. Y'all learning something this morning? Y'all picking up what I'm throwing down? You drinking what I'm pouring? You smoking what I'm... Oh, no. We got delivered of that. Come on, I'm a son. I'm a daughter of the Most High God. John 15, 7. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask anything. You want, and it will be done for you. Gideon asked with specificity. He yeah. asked for milk. Right. He asked for strawberry, chocolate, milk. Yeah. And when he doesn't see the strawberry or the chocolate, he comes back and says, Where's the berry? Where's the chocolate? We've got to learn to pray specific prayers. Yes. Stop praying in vague generalities. Oh, God, if you would, if it would be your will that I be healed. Oh, God, if it would that you be your will that I be blessed. It is his will. Yeah. It is his will. Yeah. You've just got to walk in it. You've got to speak it. You've got to declare it and trust that when you pray, he's going to answer it in the exact time yeah. that you need it. Yeah. Oh, this is good, this is good, this is good. So here's the difference between begging God and asking God. When I beg God, it's rooted in fear. It's rooted in fear. But when I ask God, it's rooted in faith. I believe, I receive when I pray. Oh, man, I'm just, I'm about to bust through a brick wall here in a second. Because I know this single key if you begin to apply it to your prayer life, it will change everything. 
it'll change everything. Because I'm no longer a slave. I'm now a son. I'm now an heir. Here's what happens. The difference, I beg God. I beg God. And here's what we're saying. God grant my wishes. He's not a genie in a bottle, baby. You don't got to rub him the right way. Begging God says, God, grant me my wishes. In fact, here's the actual prayer that it says, my kingdom come. What I want, what I want, but whenever you ask God, you say, God, your kingdom come. Not what I want, but what you want. What do you want? What do you want to have happen in Passion Church? What do you want to have happen in my life? God, I know that you've given a cattle on a thousand hills and I can have it. When I ask it, I can receive it. But God, what do you want? How are you going to make a way where there seems to be no way? God, your kingdom come. Your will be done. So what are you doing when you pray? Are you begging God? Or are you asking God? All depends on the position in which you pray. Slave or an heir. The thing about sonship, when I'm in the family, the desires in which I pray change. I don't pray selfish prayers. I pray holy prayers. I pray prayers that he's put inside my heart because he, the word says, will give you the desires of your heart after you've submitted yourself into the authority of the house. Back to what I first said, when you are under the authority of heaven, you now walk in an open heaven. But that's not the only example that Jesus gave. He said, ask. But then he goes on and takes a little bit deeper. And then he says, seek. Seek. Seek and you will find. And and I want to tell somebody this morning uh, uh, to to quote uh, the the 80s song, um, don't stop till you get enough. Come on. Don't stop till you get enough. Oh, y'all country, y'all, y'all with me on Garth Brooks, but the moment I go moonwalking, y'all like, I don't know what this boy's talking about. <laughs> I see you, Jeff. You got that. You got that swag. Don't stop until you get enough. And let me just help you. You will never get to a place where you have enough of God. Yeah. You will never get to a place where you've... Uh, I've been saved for 56 years, and I'm just, I've got enough of God, and I am good. Man, you have, whew, you've done it, God. I'm good now. Let me ride off into the sunset and die. Because the moment that you get there is the moment you've chased religion and not Jesus. Say that again. The moment that you get satisfied is the moment that you've chased religion and not Jesus. You made it all about you, and I'm satisfied. No, 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 no. Taste. And see that the Lord is good. I was at Sam's Club the other day. And Sam's Club on Saturdays is the jam. And the reason why I say that, because I'm a fat guy. And you can go to Sam's Club and eat lunch off them samples, y'all. Now, I don't go in there all like, you know, just one outfit. I bring changes of clothes. Because I know they're going to have some bacon wrapped something. And I got to have me some more of it. So what I'll do is I'll have a ball cap. And some sunglasses, and I'll go around the first time, pick it up. Ooh, this is delightful. Take off the ball cap, leave on the glasses, come around a second time. Oh, this is good. Come around third time, take off the glasses, take off the ball cap, have a British accent. Oh, this is very, very 
and scrumptious. I don't know. <laughs> but I had a taste, and the taste keeps me coming back for more. Taste and see. This is why scripture says, come on, taste him, experience him. Once you've experienced God, once you've experienced the Holy Spirit yeah. empowering you, you will not be satisfied with a little dabble, do you? Yeah. You will not be satisfied with one touch. It will bring you to a place in your life where you are pursuing God from the moment your eyeballs pop open to the moment they close in the evening saying, God, I've got to have more of you. This is why David said in Psalms, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. It's like this. You can never have too much oxygen I can't have enough oxygen. It's good. It felt good. Everybody just do it real quick. Blowing smoke with my oxygen. Now, the moment you say, I've just had a little overdose on oxygen. I'm going to cut the oxygen for a little bit. That's like the believer saying, I've had too much prayer. I've, 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 I've just, I, I just don't know if we can pray anymore, Pastor. Or you're, just, you're just wearing us out. Come on, am I helping y'all out? Am I helping y'all out this morning? I can't have enough. You can't have enough. And the moment you take another breath, guess what? It gives your capacity in your lungs to take another breath. The moment you excel, you have more capacity. And so you will never stop hungering and thirsting for his righteousness. You never reach a place where you have had more than enough. I can't live this life without you. I can't live this life without you, Holy Spirit. I need you to lead me. I need you to guide me. I need you to help me even in the simple decisions because I want to lean not on my own understanding, but I want to trust you. I want to acknowledge you. I want to seek you. Thank you, Father. I want to seek you. I want to be hungry, desperate, passionate. Listen, when I followed my wife, some would say I stalked that chick. I saw her in the distance. And I looked at my cousin and said, look what the Lord has done. (laughs) Whoa, man. But I did anything that I could to be around and pursue. In fact, I'm going to tell the story real quick because this is a good, 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 good story. So I see my wife for the very first time when I was in college, right? She was smoking. I'm just going to be honest with you, right? No flesh. She's not with me. I saw her with her long, curly brown hair like waves. And she's getting in her red sunfire, 2002 sunfire. She gets in this thing, and like the world stopped for me. I'm your lady. And you are my man. And I see her from the distance, and I'm just like, okay. I looked at my cousin. I said, dude, I'm going to marry that girl. He said, you're ugly. <laughs> so later on that night, I'm hanging out at my house. 
and my cousin's over at the first year student social club or social activity, that little ice cream social. And he's not, he's, he, he's bored, he's ready to be done with it. So he calls me, hey man, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm over here at my house. And he's like, uh, yeah, cool. And I'm like, hey, I got one question for you. Is that girl there? That girl that you thought you were going to marry? Yes, that girl. Yeah, she's here. Why? Shut up, get over here, let's go. So he comes over to my house, we go over there, and I'm telling you, it's 9 o'clock at night. I went in there with as much swag as I could possibly muster. Puka shells, flip-flops, Abercrombie and Fitch. I thought I was the bee's knees. For those of you that don't know, it's okay. I thought I was hot to trot. Come in there with sunglasses on 9 o'clock at night, and my whole intention was to get her attention. So I jump in there, and like, once again, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a second-year student, so I'm a big man on campus, and I walk through the doors, and I'm like, hey, what up, everybody? I'm here! Party can get started now. Ooh, ooh. And people were like, oh, dude, man, because we had seen each other all summer, so it was like a big deal. It was like a little commotion going on, right? And she looks over, and she sees me. But here's the kicker. I was too afraid to talk to her. So as the night goes on, I'm like shuffling, like, stand up, Kendra, stand up, Kendra. Turn, turn your back to me like you, like you. I'm like, and I'm, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. I'm like, well, excuse me. I'm sorry about that. You can sit down. All with the intention to get her attention. I was going to seek. I was going to pursue. And nothing was going to stand in my way. And we started a conversation. And three babies later, I won. <laughs> but all in pursuit to have the audience yeah. of one. Yes. When was the last time you fasted? Yeah. When was the last time you pushed the plate back and said, God, I don't want to do anything to get a hold of you. When was the last time you woke up an hour early and said, God, let me spend some time with you in the morning? When was the last time you made some sacrifices in your daily routine to say, God, I got to spend some more time with you, God? I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't be satisfied at where I am, but God, I'm reaching out for so much more. Seek. There's a promise attached to your seeking, friends. Seek. And you will find. What have you been looking for? Have you sought for it? Have you sought him for it? Because God rewards those that diligently seek him. See, so many of us, we spend our life, especially in the church walls, we seek religion. We seek religion. We seek the, 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 the rules and the routines and and we seek the, the, the stuff that, 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 that make our flesh sometimes feel validated. We seek the approval of men. We, speak, we seek the words of affirmation of others. And he said, don't seek that. Seek me. Those are the same people that crucified me. They didn't give me their approval. Heaven said, this is my beloved son yeah. whom I'm well pleased. If I've got heaven's backing, I don't care what giant standing in my way. It's coming. Down. Yes. Find Jesus. Forget religion. Seek yes. Yes. him yes. first. And then all of these things will be added unto you. Yes. Oh, you picking up what I'm throwing down today, yes. church. Yes, Lord. This is good. Write this down. 
seeking God merges his will into my reality. Oh, let that just fill up. Seeking God merges his will into my reality. Your kingdom, your will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be skipping through the tulips. It doesn't necessarily mean that everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows and lollipops. Because Jesus prayed that prayer before a crucifixion, before he had to die. But let me just tell you, those of you that feel like you're about to die, about to go to the, the limits, about to be tested beyond your will, guess what? Crucifixion is the only way that can bring resurrection. And let me tell you, it is Worth it. But you can't be resurrected until you first die. Hmm. Die. Self-denial is entry-level Christianity. But that's why so many people stay here on the bottom, never rise from glory to glory, is because they are satisfied with just my will, my way, what I want, how I want it, when I want it. Seek him. Seek him. Seeking God merges his will into my reality. <laughs> you want to see God blow your mind? You want to see God do exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ever ask or think? You want to see the miracles, the signs, the wonders? You want to see God do things that just make everybody else look around you being like, what? How? Huh? Seek. And the last thing that he gives us, he says, ask, seek. And then what's that last one? Knock. Knock. Asking and seeking, I believe, have more to do with the, the mental and the, and the soul. But this next one, this next one, this next one is something that requires yeah, action. physical action. You want to see your prayers answered? Don't just pray prayers and walk away from them. Pray prayers, plant those seeds, yep. water those seeds, yep. and watch the Holy Spirit get the harvest. Yes, yes. I got a farmer right here who farmed for many, 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 many years, my, my dear granddad. He didn't plant a seed and then walk away from that seed. It'll figure itself out. It'll do its thing. No, he planted that seed. Then he watered that seed. Then he made sure that the, 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 the soil before he even planted the seed was, was, was healthy enough yeah. to germinate that yes, seed. Yes. They didn't just plant it and walk away from it and say, good luck, Chuck. Yep. Oh, God, please, would you grow me a harvest? Oh, God, please, would you grow me a harvest? Oh, God, please, would you grow me a harvest? No, it took hard work. Yeah, yeah. It took action. It required steps of faith after he planted the seed. It's the same way with your prayer life. When you pray something, don't just sit there and pray it and just think that it just vanishes into the heavenlies. <laughs> No prayer has an expiration date. Prayer doesn't have an expiration date. And here's the amazing thing is today I'm the answer of prayers prayed hundreds of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Amen. That's right, bro. You, you are too. We are answers today of prayers prayed by our grandmothers and our grandfathers and our great, 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 great. 
lineage. Some of you today, you don't even know how you got here. Because you were high, messed up, broken, beaten, discarded by the world. The reason why you're here today is because somebody, somewhere, was praying for you. And so today, you are the fruit of God's faithfulness. But it requires action. Ask, seek, knock. Everybody just knock with me. Knock. Come on, one more time. See, some of you, 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 you're praying, but you're not activating your faith. You've got two of the three steps right. You got two of the three right. Maybe you've asked, and maybe you see yourself as a son. Maybe you just continue to seek and pursue, but you haven't put action behind what you're praying. The Bible says faith without works is dead. So what do you believe in God for? It's amazing. I have the opportunity to minister to a lot of students and, and young college-age kids, and they say things like, I'm called to the nations. Where's your passport? I want to be in ministry. I want God to use me. What are you doing today to make that happen? I'm just sitting and waiting. I'm just sitting and waiting. I'm just sitting and waiting. You'll sit and wait your whole life, and it will pass by you because God is honored by need. He's honored by faith. When you move in faith, that gets God's attention. God says, okay, I can work with that. Well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Neither did Peter when he stepped out of the boat. He didn't know what the heck he was doing. He wasn't a a, a water walker. Had a PhD in water walking. A lot of our seminaries have become cemeteries. We've taught people to lose their faith and go on a, 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 a list of rules and traditions and regulations that have been formed by man, not God. He didn't know what he was doing. You think he had a, had, a, had a master class. He had a life coach coaching him how to walk on water. The other 11 said, you crazy dude. That's a ghost. <laughs> he had no sense whatsoever. But because he was willing to step, huh, because he was willing to step, he stepped with him. He stepped right in sync with them. And here's the crazy thing about that story is we sometimes give Peter flack. Oh, Peter, how could he walk on water? And then he fell. Look at that idiot. He fell. What a fool. He's the only one that stepped out of the boat, y'all. And here's the crazy cool thing, I think. After he stepped out of the boat, even after he fell, he called on Jesus. And then guess who he's walking with after the fact? He's not walking on his own right now. Now he's walking hand in hand with Jesus. That's the kind of life that I want to live. Not a a life lived by myself, but a life lived in sync with heaven and the Father. And when he says turn left, I'll turn left. And when he says turn right, I'll turn right. And when he says go, I'll go. And when he says stay, I'll stay. And everybody else may think I'm crazy. But as long as I have the authority of heaven behind me, I can fail. Prayer without action is simply a wish. Prayer without action is simply a wish. Ask. Seek. Come on, everybody. Knock. 
what are you believing for? Knock. Don't be denied. Knock. Keep pursuing. Keep asking. Keep knocking. And here's the promise. The door will be Some of you are praying for an open door, and you're just simply not knocking. Simply not knocking. You're not knocking. You've got to position yourself. You've got to position yourself for God you, to God. answer the door. Thank you, Lord. You've got to position yourself for God to answer the door. This past week has been one of the weeks that I've seen God move in a powerful way. I came down to Missouri this week on assignment. I really do believe it. And Austin, if you could jump on here and hop on the keys because I believe that God is shifting. I feel and sense the Holy Spirit even now in our midst. But I came down here more than just a parade, more than just family. I mean, I love my family. I love all the things that go along with that. But, but God had me on assignment this week and, and I left home and me and my wife have been praying, God, give us divine appointments. Set the course of our life. And let us be obedient when those moments come, not to waver, not to walk away, but to stay on point. And so this week, I've been praying all week long for God to give divine appointments. And I've had a couple of those. And let me just share just, just, just one of about five that have happened just this week. And each one of them have blown my mind. So on Thursday of this past week, I traveled down to my old stomping grounds where I grew up, a little childhood town that I grew up in, Excelsior Springs. And I went down there and met up with some friends that I haven't seen in years, like 10 plus years. And we all are now fat and chubby, but it's okay. As dad says, those are babe magnets, right? And so I'm down here meeting with these friends and, and, and connecting, reconnecting. And, and, and just having a good time. And, and we started talking about this one night that happened whenever I was 17 years old. A night that, that shifted me into pursuing God like I'm talking to you guys about today. It was a night where, where four of us got together. Me and, and, and three of my friends got together in the backyard in a little house and in Highway in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. And said, God, we're not going to leave this place until you move. And this was one of the very first times that God used me to give a word of knowledge to somebody. Well, this guy now, he's, he's over youth pastor. He's not just a youth pastor, but he's over youth pastors in the northern Missouri region. And he looked at me and he said, Pastor Manny, dude, that night changed the course of my life forever. And I want to thank you for, for that night. I'm in ministry still today because you were obedient to pray and to allow us as a friend group to go seek God together. Amazing. I don't know the the lives that he's touched. Yep. That harvest is uncountable. Yeah. And it still is producing fruit today. Yep. And he said, I was there when you gave the word of knowledge to that other young man. And he's like, oh my goodness, did that ring true? And the word that I gave him was, today stands before you a choice, life or death, blessing or cursing. You're called but the enemy's going to come fight you with everything that he has. And he's going to distract you. And it will lead to death. But go after God. Go after God. Choose life, not death. I'm telling you, as soon as I am, looked at this young man and said, if you don't change, God is going to take your life. 
didn't know what I was doing in that moment. I was 17. I don't even know. I don't have the hermeneutics. I don't have the theology. I'm just living by faith. One thing that I've prayed this year as we're stepping out in this journey is God, take me back to whenever I was 17 and I didn't have religion clouding my view of you and I just believed you for the impossible. And here I am standing here at this dinner table with this young man and he's saying, brother, that is so true. I was changed by that night. But also he now gave me news. This young man was in prison. This young man was in prison, locked up for years. Now, it's, it's one thing when your word comes true and it's a blessing. It's another thing when your word comes true and it's not. And you're just like, oh, yeah. my heart sank. My heart sank. And so the day went on and I continued down the day, continued down the path. This is just how God works. And I, and I felt this need to go pray. In fact, I got on the phone with my dad and I said, he's trying to pinpoint, when are you coming, when are you coming by? When are we going to go to dinner? I said, Dad, I just, I'm not coming home right now. I, got, I feel the need to go pray. I feel the need to go pray. It's just a stirring. I just couldn't explain. I just, I needed to go somewhere. I needed to pray. And so I went to my old job, the Elms Resort and Spa. I worked there for many years at the high school, when I was in high school and, and worked there. And, and so I, I go to the Elms and I look at them. I say, hey, I used to work here back in the day. You mind if I look around? They're like, oh, go ahead. So I went to where nobody, I knew nobody would be down in the lap pool area, right? And I'm just walking around. I'm praying down there. Nobody's down there. I'm just like, God, what are you, what are you doing, God? What are you doing, God? I, I sent your presence, God. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? I felt the Lord say to me, go to the Elms, go to the Elms, go to the Elms. So I go to the Elms. And I'm just like, this, is, this makes no sense. If I tell people, they're going to think I'm crazy. So I'm at the Elms, and then all of a sudden I run into this girl. Now, whenever I saw her last, she was about that big. And without hesitation, the recall. Now, listen, I don't always eat my vegetables. and My memory sometimes is starting to slip, y'all. But like a, like a viper, I was able to recall her name and her mother's name. She was like, oh, who are you? Is that Amanda Gonzalez? Oh, Amanda Gonzalez, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she said the name of the mother of the boy that I prophesied over. Yeah, my mom works with Kim Page. And this mind, once again... Hadn't been in my register, hadn't been in my wheelhouse. And I said, you know what? Kim lives right down the road. I heard the news about her son, Levi. I want to call her and see what's up. I get on the phone, and I call Kim as I'm leaving the Elms. And I'm like, Kim, what? what? And she's like, oh, my gosh, Emmanuel Gonzalez, what are you doing calling me? And I said, I'm in Excelsior Springs. And she said, you're what? I said, yeah, I'm in Excelsior Springs. Where are you? She's like, well, crazy thing I just picked up Levi from prison he just got out today and I said well Kim where are you right now because I gotta come hug your neck and she said well here's my address so I got in the car I drove to their house and I knew I was on assignment I walked through the house of that door the, the, the door of that house and here this young man is God had gotten a hold of his life the last few days of jail. And as he was coming home, he said to his mom, Mom, I don't know what I'm coming back to. I know that the enemy had a trap for me, and I know that I was about to die. But God got a hold of me in prison, and I'm afraid that I'm going to be surrounded by the wrong people, by the wrong choices, by the wrong opportunities, and I need God to show up. Not even five minutes later is when I get on the phone with him and say, I'm on my way. And here, just a few moments later, I'm standing in this young man's living room. And I'm saying, God has an assignment for you. He hasn't forgotten about you. And he said, you don't even know. You don't even know. You don't even know, dude. He's like, I was in the hole. 
I was in the hole. I was being disciplined for some actions that I took in prison. I was in the hole and I had vomit on my, on my clothes and I was just a mess. And your word came to my mind. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and says, it's time to change your clothes. And every time I hear your name and any time I hear anything about you or any time I think about it, I think back to that night when we were 17. And here I'm standing in this room the day that I get out of prison and the person that God puts in my living room is you. I know that God is real. I know that God is real and I know and, and I'm telling you we begin to pray the prayer he was trembling shaking under the power of the Holy Ghost and he said whatever you do I'm going to be right there with you dude I'm going to be right there with you and I said come on man I need a thousand of you Hey, if you want to stay in your religion, stay in your religion. But if you want to go after it with me and pursue Jesus, then let's go together. We don't need a whole town. We just need two or three, and we can call heaven down. He that has been forgiven much is grateful much. And here this young man, God orchestrated every single thing down to the second. Think about that for just a moment. Of all the months, of all the days, of all the weeks, of all the minutes, of all the seconds, God orchestrated it down to that specific moment. If I would have called two or three hours before, I would have missed him. If I would have waited and went and on my way and not went and prayed and went not went and sought, I would have missed him. But God had a plan. And because I was willing to ask and because I was willing to seek and because I was willing to knock, God yes. opened the yes. door. Open the door. Friends, I'm telling you right now, we are in the midst of revival. Stop praying for revival and start being revival. Yes. Oh, God, send revival. And revival is here right now. Yes. If you would simply yes. obey. Yes. Thank you, Father. If you would simply obey. God, send revival. God, send revival. He sent his spirit. Revival is here. Signs, wonders, miracles are waiting on the obedient sons and daughters to step up and say, I take it. It's mine. Let's go, Jesus. Let's go, Jesus. So everybody stand in the presence of the Lord today. I feel the Holy Spirit in this place. Somebody right now just begin to ask. Somebody right now just begin to seek. Somebody right now just close your eyes. The presence of the Lord is in this place. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. God, I want to be in your house. I want to be in your presence. God, I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your call. God, I need you. I need you. I need you. More than the next breath that I take, I need you. More than the next song that I sing, I need you. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. 
I just want you right now to stretch your hands to heaven and I know for some this may feel uncomfortable but it's the sign of surrender. And just like we started this with the vision of the house and the imagery of a home, for many of you right now, your heavenly father is coming by and he's picking you up because in him, fear fades. In him, doubt disappears. In him, you have more than enough peace, more than enough joy. And he's just simply saying, here I am, son. Here I am, daughter. Ask of me. Ask of me. Seek me. Find me. So right now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, hands lifted all across this room, I want us just to take the next few moments. And I want us to pursue him. Pursue him. Pursue him. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We would love to connect with you on Facebook or Instagram at Passion Church Mo. Until next time, God bless.